0: I would venture to guess that the majority of business owners understand putting their face in advertisements or being in the videos personally, or being involved with the marketing at a much larger capacity than just making decisions. I I would say that most business owners understand that that is a profitable venture. However, I think that acknowledging That you have a fear of being on camera or you have a reservation about being embarrassed or looking stupid or uh, having some sort of judgment by your peers or whatever. And I don't mean it by some weird deep emotional way. I just mean you might not want to hear it from your cousin that makes fun of you for a certain video that you've done. Perhaps you aren't comfortable with the way that you look right now, or whatever it might be. There might be some deep psychological emotion of why you don't want to be on video or pictures, or it might just be that you need a kick in the pants. So, regardless of how you feel about it, we are going to talk today about two things that might help get you over the hump um, I have been doing pretty heavy video and, uh, podcasting and things like that. Since about 2016, I looked back at, um, uh, some of the YouTube videos and clips and Facebook videos and Instagram videos and TikToks, and countless number of different videos and pictures and things like that, that I've done. And I have created well over a thousand pieces of content and I think probably over 2000 pieces of content. I say that not to brag in any way, but just say that to tell you that I've been there and I know all of the feelings. I know the feelings of, uh, looking stupid on camera. I've dressed up in wigs and, uh, made, uh, you know, all kinds of silly, stupid, um, serious videos. I've, I've looked dumb on videos. I've had videos turn out way different than what I pictured. I've had awkward moments on video and camera and, uh, I've had all of the above and I understand what it's like to be in the beginning stages. Now, whatever that would be, six years later, after creating tons of content, I've become very, very comfortable. Um, but at no less than thousands of videos and pieces of content has that taken, uh, to get me to this point. So today we're talking about two ways that I think can help to use video or pictures to promote your business. Now on to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Better Business Podcast, where we help you improve your family-owned retail business. I'm with my co-host today, Chris Fox from Fox Strategy, the marketing genius. And my name is Steve Cook. I'm a third-generation business owner, and with the things I've learned and talk about on this show, I've taken my family's retail business to over $10 million in sales. Now let's get to the show. First thing I want to point out in this episode is that I believe... Camera shyness, uh, fear of getting behind the camera or in front of the camera, I guess is natural for everyone. Uh, Let's go ahead and start there. Um, I don't think that anyone – I was listening to an interview on Jimmy Fallon uh, recently, and even he talked about uh, being a little bit nervous in front of the camera when he first started out. And so I think that's a great place to start for an episode like this. Um, Social media ads, however, uh, were tracked and did 91% better when a face – someone's face was in the advertisement. Not only this, but in video, um, I feel like there's a deeper level of trust when a business leader or a person's face and personality is behind the – or I keep saying behind, (laughs) in front of the camera. Um, So if that's the case, if you understand that having a face in your advertisements, if you think that building trust with your customers is uh, something that you would – have your benefit have your business benefit from but you're kind of scared of being in front of the camera how can you overcome this christopher Mm, this is good
1: this is a good topic really And, and i think you're spot on by sharing that data too um because we've seen that even in the stuff that we've built and run for clients um the higher engagement always comes when the personality of the brand. So for a lot of small businesses, that's the owner. Um, but the face of the brand is really shown in that content. So uh, 100% agree. But I also know that, yeah, it's it can be nerve wracking. And even for us, people who kind of have gotten over it and do it uh, pretty regularly, it, it can still sometimes be friction, right? Resistance, the hurdle we have to overcome. Of oh, I don't really feel like being on camera today. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that we're going to talk about this. Um, and I-, I would say that my personal trick I'll share right up front is I really like to imagine that I'm just talking to a friend um, and kind of force myself to think about um, whatever I'm saying on that piece of content. It's so, so likely that I've already said it to a friend. I've already told a fellow business owner this piece of advice. And so I just try to imagine that I'm doing the, the same thing uh, for this and, and make the camera, uh, you know, think about one person in my audience who I'm trying to help.
0: Yeah, I think thinking about the camera as well, a lot of people get confused. I know when I interview people that uh, for any of our video content for our feed stores they always ask me do I look at you or look at the camera and I've heard a lot of news anchors and people like that uh, refer to the camera as another person in the conversation Uh, so if you're talking to a group of people it's kind of an awkward deal Um, but you don't only look at the camera but you also don't only look at the person that is asking you questions however when you are answering that person, you look at that person, but then you look back at the camera when you you know, are just making general comments and stuff like that as if they're a person in the conversation. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited about this too. I feel like you have, you have two experiences. You have not only yourself being in uh, videos and different content that you've made throughout the years, but also you have uh, some experience with some of this fearness and uh, different things like that that your customers have dealt with as well. Yeah, absolutely.
1: There's always resistance <laughs> when you bring it up uh, that you want to pitch the idea of, of a small business owner or, a, you know, a, a, um, anyone in a brand, you want them to be on camera. You always have to kind of approach it, you know, like, so I'm kind of thinking about, you know, kind of test test where <laughs> they are, uh, because I think there is a lot of, you know, immediate resistance the, the fact is, if someone's really comfortable being on camera, they've probably already been on camera. And so we get to come in and right. say, cool, we're going to help you tweak what you say on camera. And that's our, our specialty. But if we're having to introduce that idea because they've never done anything like that before, um, it is very likely. It's because of, of a fear of being on camera. So we have to kind of ease into it. And I think that's the same even if you're listening to this episode and you're trying to convince yourself that you haven't hired anybody convincing you, but you're trying to convince yourself to get on camera, it's okay. You have to ease into it and even ease into, uh, the idea of doing it.
0: Yeah. I would, I would venture to say also that the, just getting into making a little bit of content with your face in it, whether, whether you start out with some pictures and things like that, and then easing into video or something, um, even maybe some audio uh, deals, I would say that you can let the success or failure speak for itself. Typically, if, especially on social platforms, you will see a way higher success with your face being in a video or picture and, you know, I've just seen it time and time again with my own experience. Um, obviously, like you said, you have some experience with outside people. But with my experience, it has been the more my face is involved or, you know, another employee's face is involved, it always does better. It's just hard to incorporate that because every time the face is involved, it takes at least two people, right? <laughs> somebody yeah. filming it and somebody being in it. So um, you're talking about at least a low level of um coordinating and, and getting two people in the same place at once and, you know, having an idea. I mean, just a simple 20-second video takes a little bit of coordination at least.
1: Yeah, and I think that if, if, if you're an owner who's, who's thinking about this or looking to get into it, Steve, you're exactly right. There's, there's a couple of things you got to admit right up front. This takes a little more work than writing a normal social media post, uh, sending a text – writing an email. It, it's gonna be uh, a little bit more involved, not overly so, but you have to get honest with that. And and I think a lot of people go to make video content and immediately get defeated by the increased level of work. A little bit more coordination that's needed, certainly more time, having to do it in a couple of takes, all of that immediately uh, makes people go, ah, I don't know if this is worth it. And, and we wanna encourage you to say it is worth it. And then the second thing that you said there, Steve, is really if you're having trouble with this as an owner consider it from a very logical standpoint try to remove all of the emotion and fear and anxiety away from it and say i'm going to commit to do this for a week a month however long you're comfortable with and then look at the data look at the engagement look at the sales and then you get to logically decide if this is a good thing then like a lot of other stuff in my business, I'm just going to get over it and I'm going to do it because it's the it's the thing that's showing growth. So having to step into that logic for a lot of business owners um, is a good way to approach it. Get out of the emotional and, and over into the logical because that's how you built your business in the first place.
0: Yeah. Um, so I tried to prepare two practical tips that I could think of. If somebody, you know, a friend asked me, how can I get over this camera fear? And thought about two practical tips that I would tell them to uh, maybe jumpstart their uh, venture into getting more on video, especially pictures. Uh, I would say that there's not a lot you can do to uh, kind of get over that. I, I would just say that, you know, uh, maybe have somebody else take the pictures or something like that. Yeah. But um, this would probably apply to pictures as well. But um, two thoughts that I had, starting with the first, that I have found. Having somebody there with me, especially in the beginning, um, that that really helped me. Not only have some uh, some uh, camaraderie and some you know help in that way, some moral support, if you will, but also having somebody there with me to film um, gave me some sort of accountability. Mm. Because typically, when you Have the idea of I'm going to make a set of videos for uh, this or that or whatever it might be you you've thought of the idea Well, at that time if you schedule that with an employee. Uh, at that time, if you schedule that with a uh, you know a coworker, employee, uh, somebody that helps you with your advertising, maybe uh, maybe it's just a close friend, you know, one of your buddies or whatever it might be. If you schedule when you are thinking of those things, if you schedule someone to be there and say, you know, Tuesday at five, can you help me film something? Whether they're just standing behind the camera, um, I found that that's helpful for me for accountability and also for. Um, some moral support. Um, so, the other thing that I found is is helpful in that same vein is. At the very beginning, when I first did videos, I rarely was in a video by myself. I would have on a uh, quote unquote expert, you know, or I would have on somebody else that I worked with, or I would have on uh, a customer. I interviewed a lot of customers, uh, vendors, and things like that in a lot of our videos. And so I would either have uh, somebody in the video with me or somebody behind the camera for moral support. Um, and so these people, by doing these things, to me, it, it provided a level of accountability because I would tell somebody that I was going to film something and then they would show up to film. Um, I couldn't just say, oh, I'm busy today because I feel like that is such a cop-out for people to say they're busy uh, for – for as an excuse to get out of video because it is a challenge to, to make a good polished video. Um, and so those are, those are some of the, the – Initial things that I had thought of. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I think those are
1: great, brilliant ideas. Uh, Having someone there with you, even just the idea of putting it on the schedule and knowing that someone expects you to do this thing at that time um, is so powerful. Um, there's this uh, idea called the five-second rule um, from Mel Robbins. It's a, a book. And, and she basically says it brain, the idea of brain science, if we give ourselves five seconds to start something, uh, the likelihood that we'll follow through and finish it is significantly greater than if we didn't give ourselves just five seconds. And so this idea of, of mm-hmm. putting it on the schedule, that's one of her um, initial ideas of, of what, what, what could take you five seconds to, to move forward in this idea, this project. And that's exactly it. Put it on your schedule. Ask someone to show up at that time to help you. Um, Those two things right there mean that you have such a higher likelihood of actually doing it, which is great. But then secondly, I think you're exactly right. If you have a friend or anyone you trust, a coworker, an employee, whoever, uh, standing right there with you and you mess up, you know, and you laugh, they're going to laugh. And I know you think it's going to feel embarrassing, but it actually makes you feel better. Right. And you're you're like, oh, I messed that up. We've done it now two times and inevitably just the human element of it, somebody like that's going to say, that's okay. You'll get this next one. You know, it's just, just that tiny bit of encouragement is, is so helpful. Um, and then I love the idea of having people in your videos because that is really, really simple to just have a conversation. And if, if being on video makes you feel very nervous, um, after this whole pandemic thing and we've spent a lot of time on Zoom, um, just think of it as a conversation and you're just going to film a conversation. And at that point, like at the beginning of episodes episode, Steve, you said, look at the camera every once in a while to include them because that's an individual, that's a person watching um, as well. But for the most part, you're going to talk to your expert. You're going to ask a question. You're going to give your thoughts. There'll be a little back and forth. And that will do the same job statistically um, of getting your brand, uh, um, in, in the video game, that'll do the same job. You don't have to be the talking head with the perfect line and script. Um, every word said in an, in an emotional way, you can just have a conversation with somebody about how you're, what, what, you know, what you do in your business, what products or service you offer. And it's going to go a long way.
0: Yeah. I, along with that, I. I also want to caveat the um, friends being there when you're filming and stuff like that. I do remember a time, you know, as you were talking about that, it made me remember now I enjoy the more people there. I am extremely extroverted. And I heard somebody define extrovert, introvert uh, recently as an extrovert is somebody that gets uh, energized by being around a lot of people. An introvert gets, you know, drained by being around a lot of people. personality and and uh you know friendliness and all that thing all of those things are set aside it's just whether it drains you or energizes you and i get energized by being around groups of people Mm. and um now i love being on camera with a bunch of people there um but i do remember a time at the especially at the very beginning i was almost um pissed off when a lot of people would be around when i was trying to film yes. stuff um you know because i would mess up and i would you know it would it made me think of like i was looking at the camera but i was thinking about what bob was doing over in the corner yeah. you know um so i do want to caveat that too that might be something good for you if you're an extrovert it might also be terrible for you if you're an introvert sure. um and it might be actually more nerve-wracking <laughs> you know or it might actually you know um put fuel in the fire to Doing it in front of people, it might make you think about, you know, somebody's watching that, you know, or whatever. So, um, I do want to say it depends on your personality with that. Uh, though it, though it energizes me now with video and stuff, I love when people are there because it makes me seem like I like, you know, have more pizzazz and more, you know, yeah. uh, I don't know. I get more energy from it, I guess, when more people are watching, especially when people are laughing and stuff like that. It makes me, um, I really turn it on. Yeah. But, um, anyways, I do remember a time at the beginning where it wasn't that way. Well. And I
1: think to that point, what you're really saying is do what's comfortable for you. Uh, right. think about where you get energy and, and, a, and when we're saying invite a trusted colleague or employee or friend, um, I would say it's very important that they not just do other things while you record the video. The point is they're, there to help you right and so that it's not distracting and you're both on that effort but above all um introspectively ask yourself what's going to give you energy what's going to make you excited and if making if you know inviting someone to watch is just the worst version of that fear then for sure give it a try to do it by yourself um and then you can always adjust
0: so so I would say another mistake that I made, and I don't want to call it a mistake as if it was a waste of time or money or anything, because it did get me started in in video. But one of the things that I did initially in video, um, I believe I started like seriously, seriously making videos in like 2016 or 17. I can't remember. Uh, so going on like six years of of making video pretty consistently. One of the first things I did was I tried to create a whole series. Mm. Um, The series ended up doing really well. Uh, However, I would say probably... five episodes into the series i figured out that it wasn't certain some parts about it weren't sustainable and i had to totally pivot and create a little bit different part of the series um, but also i changed a lot of things the way that i was doing it i changed up just tons of things that I was doing in that series in the first video. Um, so I would say, when you are deciding to start, now, if you've been doing video or something like that, um, obviously continue on with whatever you're doing. You probably understand this already. But if you are saying, I've got to start making Instagram Reels or I have to start making TikToks or whatever it might be, and you've never done any video, instead of trying to make an entire series or, um, I'm going to do this every day or I'm going to do this once a week or whatever it might be, start with something probably half of what you're thinking right now because you do not understand what is a waste of money and what's not. You don't understand what is sustainable and what's not. You don't understand how you work necessarily. There's things that I used to do. I used to create notes for myself. I used to have the entire video scripted, mm-hmm. which is funny to think about now. I haven't used a bullet point in four <laughs> years, probably. Um, and I used to script my entire videos. Uh, I used to prepare questions. I don't do any of that now. I used to, pre- you know, yeah. I think that you don't understand necessarily how what works well in your video. Um, so I would say start small and just do it, whatever you could do consistently over intensity, do something that you can just consistently do to week in and week out. Um, even if it's half of what you, what you are capable of. Yeah,
1: I totally agree with that. And I, I think the, the idea there is you don't want to go from not doing video at all to doing a, a, you know, daily show. And, and that is sometimes the expectation we put on our shoulders and that's why people end up being afraid of, doing video or getting in, they think it's a can of worms. And if I do this, now I'm committed forever to do something every single day. And the encouragement you need to hear is, no, you're not. (laughs) You know, you need to start, see what works for you, see what you like, see what's sustainable and can fit into your schedule. And then ultimately see what grows your bottom line. Uh, Video will help. There's no doubt about it. But Steve, you're right. It's consistency over intensity. If we just consistently do a once a week video, if we consistently make a reel or a TikTok once a week, we will do better over time than if we made five in a row and immediately got overwhelmed and burnt out and didn't make another video for three months.
0: The other thing, too, is you don't, oftentimes, you don't realize who will find your content interesting. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is sometimes I found that – let's use our company for an example. I have interviewed our vendors uh, who have a lot of good knowledge on products and things like that. I've then interviewed a lot of our customers, and then I've interviewed vets, and I've interviewed uh, nobody and done a lot of product (laughs) reviews myself. I've done a lot of nutrition advice myself and things like that. And I have found sometimes when I was interviewing, I thought that interviewing other customers was like it. That was the only thing, you know, and those are great. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of parts of that that people can watch interviews of other people that have a lot of horses and be entertained by that. And they're not necessarily your target audience. Um, And so I think a lot of restaurants might think that it would be interesting to show how their food is made. And so they start doing this whole video series about how their food is made. Then they realize that the only people that are watching how their food is made is other chefs and other restaurants. And they're getting – they're watching it to get advice on – to run their own restaurant. And – they didn't think about that. But also that might be a great idea because all your customers might be curious about that. Um, You know, so I think going pot committed and spending $10,000 on this whole video series about, you know, something, something before you're even sure this is what is a good idea or not is um, not wise when you're trying to start out because you don't know exactly who will be interested in your video.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and doing it, just jump, jumping in um, and getting started with, with what you can today gives you that time to explore and determine what do your people want. And, and that's the other thing, too. Um, when you start in video, especially as a, as a business, um, you have to spend some time uh, for several, several months and probably all the while you're doing video asking your people what are you interested in what content do you Mm. want to see? Because ultimately they're the people who are going to watch it. Um, and you need to make sure that what you're doing is videos that your people want and not just videos that you like to do. And there's a certain blend there. Uh, but if you only do videos that you want to do and you never really make any content for your people, uh, you're going to, it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Your video won't do well and you won't believe in it. And so you'll quit it having never really tried because what, you want to make video for is for the people who watch it
0: yeah well if you are listening to this and you are struggling with video if you want some ideas for what kind of videos to create for your business maybe you know that you should be creating video but you haven't started yet and you would like some ideas uh, perhaps chris Or I could help you on that. If you need a uh, shoulder for moral support, uh, that would probably reach out to Chris for that. Um, I'm not very empathetic, as my wife lets me know occasionally. (laughs) Um, So if you need uh, anything at all, please uh, get a hold of us. Our contact information is all in the uh, show notes below. And we would love to be a uh, moral support for you or a uh, place to bounce ideas off of. So thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you can overcome your fear of cameras after this.